do. We don't care who listening and who not listening. To another Pacers pod. Um, it is a Tuesday evening here. We are three games into the season, and uh, it has got off to a little bit of a rough start for for the squad. Pacers are zero and three to start the season. Um, I was on after their Wednesday night's game, so. I haven't talked about the last two games um, on the road at Cleveland. That was a uh, a tough loss. That one was pretty hard to uh, um, that one was hard to watch because the Pacers just had they just had didn't have any any energy, and they were never really in the game. Um, uh, you know, I, I kind of want to talk about more so than just like the individual games. I guess like. Uh, well, never mind. I'll just get in into the game. But yeah, so like, okay, so playing the Cavs and on the road, game number two, uh, the Pacers lose one ten to ninety nine, and really, they played just they played like score wise with the Cavs fine, except for one quarter. The second quarter, they got outscored thirty nine to twenty, and it was just a. It was a frustrating game to watch because the the Cavs are not that good, um, but they were playing with a ton of energy. Um, Kevin Love was making everything. Tristan Thompson had a monster game. Um, they're young guys who, I mean, it was only one game, so that's the thing, judging players off of one game. But like, their young guys look good against the Pacers. Um, they've got the number five overall pick, Darius Garland, uh, so rookie this year, and then. You know, last year rookie, um, Colin Sexton. Uh, you know, I was really impressed with Sexton's defensive pressure that he put on the Pacers guards. Um, and same thing with Garland. Well, not not as much defense with Garland, but his ability to to be a playmaker. And then they had Porter Jr., who's another dude uh, rookie who um, I thought looked good against the Pacers. But anyways, uh, the Pacers. You know, we just got destroyed. Destroyed on the inside again, uh, just the same way that Drummond did in the first game. Uh, this time it was Love and Thompson. Um, they combined for, let me do the math here real quick. They combined for 46 points, 26 rebounds. Um, Kevin Love had nine assists. Like they just got everything they wanted. Tristan Thompson probably caught five alley-oops. Um, they didn't miss anything. Uh, it was just, uh, really disheartening, uh, to see, the, the Pacers get out rebounded and just physically dominated by an uninspiring. Well, I shouldn't say uninspiring because the Cavs actually did play inspired and and um, I liked uh, they, so the Cavs got Jim Beeline or Jim Beheim from uh, he was Michigan's head coach and uh, this is his first year in the NBA and it's kind of cool because he's you know he's older to start coaching. I think he's probably 60, I think 66 is what I remember right from this uh, podcast I was listening to with him on there. But 
Um, one of the things that's interesting about Jim Beheim is that he's never been an assistant coach in his entire life. And he started from high school, he started as a high school coach and then worked his way up into like division three college and then division two and then division one. And then he made his way on to uh, like West Virginia and got them pretty good. And then he coached for Michigan and obviously had a really good run uh, with Michigan over the past couple of years. Ton of NBA players that, he, that are now in the NBA that were on his team. But uh, anyways, I think it's kind of, I'm rooting for the guy. I'm rooting for Jim Beheim. Um, he's in the conference, so I don't want to see him get too good. But uh, they, I, I liked, I kind of liked the Cavs a little bit there, uh, especially going against our Pacers who were just pissing me off that game. Um, I don't know what else about that game. Basically, uh, we didn't get any, well, so Lamb didn't play. He was injured. And then we didn't get anything from TJ Warren, really. Uh, to me, I'm kind of putting those guys together because I just see um, they're kind of like, we need one of them to hit every night. And um, so we haven't had that yet. Uh, and then we just, you know, Nate McMillan, he just played the starters and uh, didn't really give anybody minutes on the bench. Um, one thing we did see was Goga. He played for four minutes, um, got a bucket, and then like hit his knee or something and ended up going getting taken out of the game and then never coming back in. Um, in the very, very limited amount of time, um, I got to see Goga. Uh, I, didn't get to, I didn't catch the preseason game with Goga. Uh, so this was the first action, seeing him in a game. Uh, he got that, he showed that he could move around the basket a little bit because he got a wide open layup by making a back cut and TJ Lee found him with the pass. Um, but he's got a huge body and I don't know, I'm thinking eventually, right? I, and I, I'm gonna get to the, the the fact that he's not getting any minutes, but um, his with his body, like maybe he is part of the answer to the problem that we're having right now with these just freaking massive dudes like Drummond and um, even to some degree like Tristan Thompson, these big dudes that just kind of muscle um, our current our current current guys, uh, you know, Sabonis and Turner around. Maybe maybe Goga could. Um, I don't think it'd be this year as a rookie, but um, you know, in the next in the next uh, three like three years, let's call it. Like let's say that's the window for this team. I'd say if you're a Pacer fan, actually, it might even only be two. I mean, we have to resign Vic if, but because uh, we got Vic this year and next. I, um, anyways. Um, Maybe Goga can develop uh, into that into that kind of defensive enforcer that we could use. Um, and then another thing that was awesome about the well about this Cavs game was that Brogdon had a great game: thirty points, ten assists, um, shot the lights out the ball. Um, Brogdon has looked really good so far to start this year. Um, okay, so shitty game. Cap Pacers are zero two. Um, and then we go, we're still on the road, and then we just play Monday night against Detroit. So Detroit just beat us on opening night, and now we're at Detroit. Detroit doesn't have Blake Griffin. They don't have uh, their starting point guard, Reggie Jackson. Um, they don't have their first-round draft pick, Sekou Diombo, something like that. I don't think he's played yet this year. Um, so Detroit's a little short-staffed, just like the Pacers. Um, so no excuses there, but... Uh, this game was actually much, much better. Um, the Pacers did end up losing 96 to 94, but this was a completely different game in my opinion. Um, 
they look like a team who um, are aware that they're not guaranteed to win any games. Um, it's it's not it's you know they have to bring it and they brought it against Detroit. It's still not it doesn't look pretty and um, in fact at times it looks awful. But I think that we're just um, you know we're really in the midst of the growing pains and it's there's some things that are that are um, working against us um, like. I don't know. Um, well, let me talk about this Detroit Detroit game real quick too. So game three, here we go. It's it's we didn't get anything from T.J. Warren or Jeremy uh, Lamb again, and and Lamb was missed his second game. Um, he's got something with his hip, but his status is day to day, so I don't think it's something that we have to worry about, like him being out for like a month. Um, but he wasn't there to uh, against Detroit, and and T.J. Warren uh, just didn't give us. Um, he didn't give us a ton of stuff. Like he he did get some buckets, um, but he had some bonehead plays. Like you know, there was there was seven at the end of the game. There was seven seconds left uh, on the game clock. Um, the Pacers had, uh, you know, they were down by two, and um, you know he just lost track of the clock and and chucked up a shot, um, thinking that the game was was expiring or maybe he thought it was shot clock violation. Maybe that could have been it. Um, but, and then just, you know, he, he had moments though. I, I don't want to just pick on um, the bad things cause he did miss some shots and stuff, but like he had some moments where he had signs of toughness. And in this, in this last game against Detroit, I, I really noticed TJ Warren seemed to be getting after it defensively. And I haven't even actually looked at the box score from this game. Um, to know, like, I know I can think of one steal off the top of my head, but it was just, I felt like he was um, just getting into it with guys a little bit more, and he was being more aggressive on the defensive end, and that's something that is a really good sign, um, I think. And another thing that happened was, like, Miles Turner, I thought, you know, I didn't look at the box score. I bet Drummond probably had another 20-20 game, it felt like. Um, but like, I did notice a few times Turner would, would do good things against Drummond. Like, uh, one time the Pistons were like shooting a three pointer and Turner literally just turned and faced Drummond and kind of just rooted him out of the paint and didn't even try to get the rebound. It was just like, get Drummond off the boards. Um, I, you know, that only, I saw that happen one time, but I was like, oh man, that's exactly what we need. And that's what you can do. Um, don't go after the re- like you're not going to get the rebound. He's going to just get it right over you. But um, that was a good play. I thought I saw I thought I thought Turner um, did a pretty good job of like staying down on defense a little bit better the second time around against Drummond. And uh, for that, I just want to point it out. I think he did get a little bit better. Him and Sabonis, they both I felt well Sabonis much more than Turner actually, but felt like he was. Um, more aggressive down low and uh, anyways it doesn't matter because the Pacers lost and now they are 0 and 3 and so um it seems like well and and this is actually kind of the reason I felt like I should do a podcast now before this uh, Brooklyn game coming up tomorrow um was 
my favorite podcast that I listen to, and if, if you like NBA podcasts, um, the one that I like the most is The Mismatch on The Ringer with uh, Chris Vernon and Kevin O'Connor. I just love Chris Vernon, I, I think. Um, and with the right amount of Kevin O'Connor, I, I, I think it's a, it's a very entertaining podcast. And I really respect uh, the way both of those guys uh, kind of think about basketball. Well, today... Um, on the mismatch, they called out the Pacers. Uh, Chris Vernon did on uh, one of his kind of hot takes to start the start the year, and it was basically just like you know, uh, the Pacers are um, going to struggle more than than he had anticipated, and like basically lose lose more games than what Vernon uh, thought to start the uh, start the season. And um, I I I I, uh, I I do see. Um, it was just hard to, it was hard to, to hear it as a fan. And, um, so I just felt like, man, you know, I think there's, yes, there's reason to be concerned with an 0-3 start, but, um, I'm not, I'm not panicking at all right now as a Pacer fan. Like, uh, it's only three games. And when you look at the schedule, it's like, all right, we play Brooklyn tomorrow night. If we play like we played against Detroit, like, that's a winnable game. And because I'm not going to panic, even if they don't win tomorrow night, that's just the the truth. Um, The, I just lost my train of thought because I was just thinking about, well, what, how many games are we reasonably thinking that the Pacers are going to win? Like, um, you know, one man's kind of like, uh, what am I trying to say? Like something that, like what I would consider a good season might not be a good season in the in the eyes of uh, someone else. So, um, anyways, well, shoot, what was that? Man, I just kind of froze up on that. What was I thinking about? I was talking about Chris Vernon in the mess match, and then yeah. So basically, they're saying like they're going to struggle this year. And I'm saying no. I, I'm not. I don't think the Pacers are going to struggle this year. Um, I think that we still. I, I think that we're going to make the playoffs, and I think that the Pacers are still going to win a playoff series, um, because I think the team's going to be really good at playoff time. Like it's going to take a little bit of time. I anticipate the Pacers winning. Like like oh, that's what I was doing. I was talking about Brooklyn. And it's if they play like they played against Detroit, it's a very winnable game. And then then it's a home game. Then they finally come home. So they then they come home, play Cleveland again on Friday. It's like if they play like they just played against Detroit, they'll win that game. And then Sunday they've got the Bulls at home. Uh, same thing, very winnable game. We could be looking at a three and three team going into next Monday to start the week, to start the work week, fellas and and ladies. I mean like. Um, everything's all right. It's like, I don't know. I, I just, uh, I'm, I'm still feeling good about this team. And here's why. So here's why I'm being patient right now. Um, one of the reasons is I was listening to an interview that Nate McMillan was giving and he was talking about the thing that it was, I think it might've been after the Pistons game or maybe it was after the Cleveland game. And it was talking about, well, we, we just have to establish, um, what our identity is as a team, because right now we don't have an identity. And he's exactly right. Like last year's team with Thad and Bogey 
and and Miles and, and you know that team, Corey Joseph, we had an identity and it was the three T's. Toughness, uh, trust and togetherness, I think, were the three T's. I haven't heard the three T's come up yet this year. So maybe that's not the maybe that's not what we're doing anymore. But at the same time, I think maybe it is, and I just haven't heard about it in an interview. Um, and the fact that Nate McMillan said, you know, that, like his main goal, and this I think this was after the Caps game, was like we gotta establish who we are as a team. Um I think that maybe is why maybe why some of the young guys aren't getting any minutes. Um but before I get into that, like what is what what should this team's identity be like? You know, I'm thinking, um and and that's the thing, it's like from my perspective, I, I could make you know, a list of three or four things that I think the team's identity should be, but I'm not the coach and I'm not the uh, leaders of the team or the general manager or, or the owner into that matter. So, I mean, I guess probably, you know, the identity of a team belongs to the head coach, I would think. And uh, I think it's gotta be defense to start with. And I say that because that's what the Pacers have built they're like as long as Dan Burke's still there on the coaching staff, then it's it's going to be about defense. It's got to be one of the first. It's going to be the first thing that they talk about. Um, one interesting thing about Dan Burke. Uh, so Dan Burke is the assistant coach uh, for the Pacers. He's been with the team. I just learned this from listening to another cool podcast um, that I just found. Uh, if you like Pacer podcasts, it's called uh, Setting the Pace. I like that one. Um, they, I, they, they said they're talking about Dan Burke and how he has been on the uh, Pacers staff for so long. Um, be, and because he's like tied with like Larry Bird and all these different coaching staffs, but he stays there. Um, and, you know, his, his specialty is defense. So he's still on that team. Nate McMillan was, Nate McMillan made his bread and butter playing defense when he was a player. So you guarantee that's, in, that's at the forefront of their mind. Um, and I have a feeling that's why Goga's not getting any minutes right now, and that's why Aaron Holiday's not getting any minutes right now. Uh, and he's playing guys like TJ McConnell, and he's playing Justin Holiday. Um, you know, I, I think it's I think it's probably because those guys are um, picking up the system better, maybe like the deep like in practice, like they're probably um, uh, playing pretty good in practice, or at least knowing what they're doing. That's what I mean. Um, and maybe Aaron Holiday nor Goga have impressed enough to force the coaching staff to put them in yet, especially as we've gone through this rough spot to start the season. Like, I thought the, you know, it's like, okay, you dropped the first game at home. It was disappointing, but it's like, well, it's a new team. Uh, then you go out and you get stomped in Cleveland by, you know, by, by a team that's not going to make the playoffs. And you just get outworked and out-hustled. It's kind of a shock to the system. Like, wait a minute now, who, what are we doing here? And so I think game three, you know, McMillan was just like, I just want to win. We got to win this game. And so he, once again, just relied heavily on those starters. He didn't play Goga, didn't play, well, yeah, he didn't play Goga and he didn't play Aaron Holiday. Um, just to, you know, just played the vets and the vets didn't get the win, but they, you know, they played the, they played the right way um, for most of the game, and it was a it was the best game that the Pacers have played to date. Uh, and so, 
that's uh, that's what I think about that. Um, and also, you know, with Go Gun Holiday not playing minutes, it's like you got we you know no minutes are given or no, you got to earn the minutes. They're not just handed out, and so that's something that McMillan says. Um, and it it, it kind of makes me feel good whenever they whenever we do get to see them play, you know, that hopefully they've they've earned it. I know one of the things that I heard a couple couple weeks ago was uh, that Gogo was like out of shape. Uh, this was like after I think was it the was it the first preseason game maybe uh, that he was out of shape for. But you know he he had like that injury where he wasn't playing the first preseason so first preseason game. So he was a little out of shape and didn't know the plays is what that came out of the head coach's mouth. So it's like, um, even though he's, hopefully he's doing well in practice, um, not knowing the plays and uh, that's going to probably not, not keep you, not let you get, get much favor. Um, so I, I'm not, I'm not too concerned yet, but if we go like, if we go 10 games into the season and Aaron holiday is Still getting DNPs and, and alongside Goga with DNPs, uh, we better be seeing a lot more from this bench unit than what we're getting now. I mean, if you're going to play TJ McConnell over Aaron Holiday, um, I'm not necessarily saying you're wrong, uh, but oh, but then McConnell did McConnell did give us a little bit of that with the that full court steal. Um, I like him, but he's playing too many minutes. Like I want McConnell for ten minutes, not twenty, and I want Holiday for twenty, uh, or you know whatever. Um, yeah, so I just haven't been too impressed with this bench unit, and um, so that I am I am concerned about that moving forward for us. But overall, you know, I think we've seen the worst. Like we still haven't got anything from T.J. Warren. Or Jeremy Lamb, um, and those two guys are big, especially with Vic out right now. Um, I expect to see a lot, a lot better play from the Pacers. So I just, just wanted to kind of uh, send out this this podcast kind of on the fly here. Um, more, more, maybe just more for my, for my, uh, for myself to say, calm down, um, everything's fine. And um, I think the Pacers are gonna are gonna be getting some wins here very shortly, and and everything will feel a little a little bit uh, more calm and back to normal. So uh, that's what I got. And let's go Pacers. It starts uh, it starts in Brooklyn. Another team, you know, they got a superstar with Kyrie, but it'll be interesting. It's this is an interesting matchup uh, for Brogdon uh, to go up against Kyrie. I'm I'm excited to see how he defends Kyrie, who's been. Uh, scoring buckets at will, uh, but also something I heard from the mismatch on the same episode where they talked about the Pacers was that uh, Kyrie apparently is already um, causing trouble in Brooklyn. So uh, look out there. Uh, maybe with the catch, the, maybe the, maybe the Pacers can catch him on a uh, on a bad night. So that would be a great way to get a first win. All right, that's all I got. Peace.